In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Blessed Feast of Theophany. So it's, we're blessed this year that it landed on a Saturday because the Feast of Theophany is a two-day feast. And it's one of the most important feasts in our church to the point where this feast was celebrated even before Nativity was even celebrated. Like the church had the Feast of Nativity, Feast of uh, Theophany, and that included our Lord's birth and our Lord's baptism. So this was the feast that, one of the main feasts of the church. And it still is one of the main feasts of the church. And it's very important to see what the significance of this day is. What's the significance of this feast? What, why was this such a big deal? And when we look at our Lord's baptism, many times we think of it as he's doing this as an example. He's doing this to show us what to do. And I think that's a very dangerous way to look at it. Because we don't, Christ didn't do things only as an example, but he does things for a divine purpose, for a salvific purpose, for our own salvation. Before this time, before this time, the Holy Trinity was never revealed to people. They knew about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, especially the prophets or the scholars, Right? They, they, they knew about it, about him. But here, this is the first time he was revealed. That's what the word theophany means. It's the manifestation of God or the revealing of God. Theo is God and Fani is to reveal or, or um, to manifest. So in this, in this specific case, God is revealed. God is revealed. So if we look at the exact scene that happened, St. John the Baptist was baptizing, and he's and there's like, I can imagine a long line of people, and all of a sudden, Christ comes. And St. John the Baptist recognized that he was Christ, and saw when Christ came, and Christ asked him to be baptized. Now you might think of it strange, and think back to even when we celebrate uh, uh, Holy Thursday, when the disciples responded to Christ, when he said, I'm, uh, uh, I'm going to wash your feet, they said, no, 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 you can't wash my feet. I have to wash your feet. And they said, unless I wash your feet, you won't be clean. So when he said that, they responded, okay, so watch all of me. In this case, it's the opposite. Christ goes and he told St. John to baptize him. St. John responded, of course, I, I, who am I to baptize the Son of God? You baptize me. Christ's response here is very important and shows us the purpose behind the baptism. He says, but, uh, and this was in uh, Matt, the Matins Gospel today, it says, but Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. 
This moment, this moment, this event in the in in our Lord's life is one of the major events because at this moment humanity was sanctified. Before this, humanity could not be sanctified. This is the first time the Holy Spirit lived in humanity. Before that, during the Old Testament, you might see the prophets always talk about, and then, you know, when Isaiah says, and the Spirit of God says, or God says this. How do they know what God says? It's because the Holy Spirit would come, speak through them, and he would leave. In this case, he stayed. And the idea is to not look at this event as just a historic event, but as a life-changing event for all of us. So when is our theophany? Our theophany is when we were baptized and chrismated. That was our, you know, great feast on that day. And that's when we started our own ministry, right? When we joined our, uh, our Lord's ministry, when we continued, that's when we started. We started once we were baptized at 40 days, 80 days, whatever, as an adult, whatever, whenever you came out of the baptismal font and received the Holy Spirit, that's when you started your journey as a Christian and your ministry. And our Lord teaches us here that he started his ministry when, when, he, uh, when he was baptized. But now the question is, it's scary to look at this and say, okay, we received our theophany, Christ received his theophany, What's, that's it, the end of the story. But the role, this teaches us a very important thing, that God did not just come only to sanctify our own bodies, our humanity was sanctified, but to sanctify the world. Like you noticed in the, in the prayer for, for uh, the Le'en, the Liturgy of the Water, what was the focus? It was the sanctification of the water. Sanctification of the water. Like this is the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we're focused on the sanctif sanctification of this water. And then we bless this water and we take this water and, and this water is, we talk about it being uh, a way to heal diseases and a way to uh, heal any type of sickness and to give us strength and to give us all these things with the water. But what's important is to realize that God, when he came, he came to sanctify the whole world. He sanctified the water, the earth, everything. That is our role. Everything in Christ's life is for us to replicate, not to uh, uh, copy in a way where we say, oh, as a symbol, oh, because Christ did this, we do this. But everything is real. Everything is real. So when we are remembering or reliving the theophany, we should be doing that every single day of our life. Because what theophany means is the revealing or manifestation of God. So we have to think to ourselves, how do we manifest or reveal God every day? How do we reveal God in our family? How do we reveal God 
with our friends, at work, in school? How do we reveal who God really is? Because at this moment, this wasn't a secret moment. When, when Christ came, it was a big scene. And everybody saw him. And at that moment, the Holy Spirit descended as a dove. And God the Father's voice was heard by everyone. This wasn't a secret voice. This wasn't just only special people heard it. But believers and non-believers. And sometimes we feel we need to reveal God only to believers. When we're with our friends, let's pray. But when we're with friends from like outside the church, let's like we don't want to embarrass ourselves and this and that. But our goal is to always reveal God. And the idea is that the world was sanctified in this moment. It was sanctified. And our role is to continue this sanctification process. When we receive the Holy Spirit, we become holy. I was using this example uh, the other day with the youth. When we go on a retreat, when we go on a retreat, and we want to have liturgy at the retreat, some of the deacons are assigned to bring all the altar stuff, the, the altar vessels and, uh, and, and all the things. And then somebody else is assigned to bring the, the bread and somebody else is assigned to bring the wine. Like everything is set to, to come. But there's one special item that needs to come in order to make the regular table at the retreat an altar. This is the holy tablet. It's a consecrated tablet that that one of the that a bishop would always take and consecrate and bless with the same holy myrun that we all received at chrismation. This this is what makes it a holy tablet. Now it becomes an altar. This is no longer a retreat center is a church. It's no longer just a table, it's an altar. That's why even, for example, before our church was consecrated, we needed to use the tablet, the consecrated tablet, on it. Now the whole altar is, is consecrated. But what specifically what that means is that it is made holy. It is made holy. When we received the Holy Spirit, he made us holy. He sanctified us. So that means anywhere we go should be holy. The same way this tablet, if I take it into my car, now my car is a holy car. So anywhere I go should be a holy place. Whether it's in my room, whether it's uh, at school, whether it's at a restaurant, Anywhere I go must be a holy place. When we think about holiness, we have to think about what is the purpose of revealing God to the world? Because if we don't have a purpose, if we feel like, like this is an extra task, then we might not do it. But when we think of it as this is our role, this is who we are, God made us holy. God revealed himself to the whole world in order for us to be 
examples and for us to be the light into the world. He says, I am the light of the world. Then he says, you are the light of the world. For us to go around and to light up the areas that are unholy. Now, we have to be careful with that. Does that mean that we go to unholy places to make sure that we make it holy? No. The idea is that we ourselves are holy, so we have to keep ourselves pure and sanctified everywhere we go. But the idea is that we have the power. God's given us the ability. God's given us the command in order that we must sanctify our circles. We must sanctify our home. We talked about this before. Our home is a church. Our home is a church not because of anything specific, but because we're, the, the, the couple is married, the church is established. But we, when we enter our homes, we are all holy, like these holy tablets. We are holy tablets walking. Now the idea is, how do we sanctify the world? How do we reveal God to everyone? How can we be a theophany to the world that we live in, to our friends, to our family? And we have to think about that. We have to think about that. Because revealing God is not just telling people, you know, this is what you're supposed to do, this is what you're not supposed to do. That's one way. But in order for us to reveal God, we have to be connected to God. Think of a light bulb, right? God said, you are the, I am the light, and then he says, you are the light. Think of what, how a light works. A light needs a source. A light needs a source. If I have a, a, a lamp or something, if I put the lamp in front of, just in the middle of the room, it's not going to work. I have to connect that lamp to a source of energy, to a source of electricity. And that is our role. In order for us to, 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 to sanctify the world, we must constantly be sanctified. We must work on our relationship with God. We must work on our own spiritual life. We must be partakers of the divine nature. We must continue in not just attending the sacraments, but participating in the sacraments. Being in Christ so that we may reveal Christ to others. When we look at uh, the story of Moses, when he went up on the mountain, he went up to Mount Sinai to receive the Ten Commandments, something very strange happened. He spent time with God, but something happened when he spent time with God. His face was very bright. And I say that very, like the words in the, in the gospel, uh, in the Bible explain that people could not even look at him. People couldn't even look at him. He had to cover himself with a veil because the light was so bright. His face was transfigured because of that light, because of, because of something specific, because of the time he spent with God. All it took was his time spent with God changed him, changed him, Completely. It changed him completely. Everywhere he went, people knew 
there was something special about him, something different about him. The idea is we must, we must do the same thing. We must connect with God in order to reveal who God is. One of the there's a there's a priest who says who said in the sacraments we are not asking God to make something to be other than it is, but to reveal it to be what it truly is. What the what what Christ did, what Christ did when he was baptized, he showed the world what it truly is what it truly is. He changed changed it back to what it was supposed to be. The same thing with us. He changed us to what we are supposed to be. And anytime we stray off of that, that's what we use repentance and confession for, to come back to what we are supposed to be, holy children of God. I, this feast is a very special feast. But what makes it more special is that we have a responsibility in it. In that we must reveal God in everything that we do. And it's easy to reveal God when you're at church. But the idea is to reveal God every day of our life. I pray that during this time, that we think about how we can participate in this feast. How we could be a light onto the world, how we can reveal the Trinity in our actions, in our conversations, just in our, in our own lifestyle. And glory be to God forever. Amen.